Uh, dear Heavenly Father, um, Father, we just come to you, Father, and just say thanks, Father. Uh, thank you for another day, Father. Uh, Father, thank you for being able to allow us, uh, Father, to just gather, Father, whether it be virtual, um, Father, or those that may be gathering um, in the house right now, Father, we just come to you, Father, and just say thank you. Thank you, Father. Uh, Father, as you, as you teach us today, Father, uh, we just ask you to guide us and show us, Father, what it means and how to be obedient, Father, to your word, Father. Um, teach us through your word, Father. Uh, we just ask that the Holy Spirit just flow through this Bible study today. Um, allow everything that is to be said today, Father. Um, allow our words of Daryl, Austin, and Brandon to fall to the ground, Father, and Jesus be more today, Father. Um, prepare our hearts and minds, Father, to be able to, to discuss your word. Father, and learn, Father, uh, through your word, Father, what it means to be an obedient servant, Father. Uh, we just come to you and just say thanks. Um, it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 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 Our boy Dell be praying, y'all. That's how we got to have him open Amen. up. And um, welcome back. This is the second episode, second session, second lesson, number two of Boss Bible Study. Um, last week, we talked about becoming, becoming image bearers that reflect God's image to the world. And now we're gonna talk about the second principle of what it means to be a boss that represents godly leadership, reflects Christ-like leadership. And that second principle is obedience, obedience. We're gonna learn about the um, obedience through the story of Abraham today and book of Genesis. So open up your Bibles. We'll be starting at Genesis um, chapter 12. I'll begin reading verses one through four. And then, um, Daryl, you can kick us off. Absolutely. And I'm reading from the New King James Version. Now the Lord had said to Abram, get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I'll make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him and Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Amen. Amen. And, um, and guys, you know, I'm, I'm just definitely excited to be back um, for number two today as we, um, we talk about a principle that is very important, um, obedience. And um, as I look, as we look in Genesis chapter 12 and just going over the verses that you just read, Austin, um, I think it's important that we just highlight and just look at, you know, a principle that I took from the text. Right. And so I'm just going to repeat um, just the reading. And now it says, now the Lord had said to Abram, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. Um, and you know, one of my, uh, OG, my scholars, uh, Brandon, uh, I remember when we did our Bible study, um, our men's Bible study before back, um, you know, in the time that we're looking at, you know, your family legacy, um, you know, your family, that family culture was very important. Right. And so like today, how, you know, we're so quick to kind of, you know, create our own family legacy. And maybe, you know, if our family situations aren't the greatest, you know, we're kind of eager as we grow up to kind of depart from the family. Um, however, in this time, um, it was it was very it was very important. Right. It wasn't common that you would leave your family um, and especially go somewhere where 
you don't really know where you're going, right? And so um, when I when I look at obedience and I look at Abraham, right, um, and I'm just going to continue to read, you know, the Lord tells Abram, um, who's not Abraham yet, so I pause up, I said Abraham, he says, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you. And so I think it's important when we look at obedience, right? It's not necessarily about us being obedient because when we are obedient, right? When we're obedient to what the Lord tells us, right? We are able to bless others. And I think that is a principle that sometimes gets mistaken, right? So I guess when we all kind of reflect and look at our lives, right? Where maybe are you being obedient at that you may be blessing your family, your friends, people who don't even know you? Or where is it that you may be disobedient and people are being cursed because of your disobedience? So when I look at when I look at the text, I just and I you know I want to you know open up the floor to, my, to the fellas. When I when I when I look at the text, I think that's a that's a great principle to kind of start at that when we are obedient in our obedience, right? And as we know, the the ultimate example of obedience is Jesus Christ, right? Dying on the cross to save us to save us all, right? To give us eternal life. And so, you know, when I look at obedience, again, um, it's not about self, right? But it's about the principle of being obedient so that other people are blessed, right? You know, people, you know, nations were blessed because of Abraham's obedience. Um, and so, you know, when I, when, when I, when I kind of looked at the text, that was one of the first things mm-hmm. that kind of, you know, that, that really just jumped out to me. And so I definitely wanted to open it up back up to the guys. Uh, yeah. Go first, Bill. Well, yeah, yeah. That um, brings up some great points. They're awesome. Um, just, I want to stop that last point. Uh, you know, that Abraham was blessed and he became a blessing to the nations, not just one nation, the nations. Like yeah. right now, he is called the father of our faith, not simply our faith, the father of the faith. Yeah. You know, the, the, the scriptures make a declarative claim that the faith of Jesus Christ is the only reputable faith the only saving grace that is given unto mankind by which we can be saved, which is through the name of Jesus Christ, who came from the lineage of Abraham, who God promised him through your seed, the nations will be blessed and Kings are going to come from your lineage and inheritances are going to come. And you guys are going to possess territories and overtake iniquities. Like, Wow, what comes through obedience? And what in mm. that simple aspect of you you never look listen, your faithfulness could bless nations. You mm. think about that? Like have mm. you realized that your faithfulness can bless nations? Yeah. And God doesn't simply bless you to to have your own selfish ambitions puffed mm. up in your own little kingdom. No, he blesses you to bless others. This is what this life is about. Love God with all your mind, heart, soul, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. And when God blesses you, he's doing it unto others. It's going to be through you that you're going to be a vessel of mercy unto others. You know, and so um, I, I think about Hebrews. The writer of Hebrews um, speaks a lot about Abraham, speaks a lot about uh, Christ Jesus. And one of the things he says about Jesus Specifically, um, in Hebrews, he says in chapter four, excuse me, chapter five, verse nine, 
that Jesus being made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation to all who what? Obey him. Mm-hmm. To all who obey him, not simply making a mental ascent, who a mental ascent to to some type of faith that has no action, right? James, the writer James is clear. Uh, who James is the brother of Jesus, so I'm going to take his word very precious and valuable. Um, next to Jesus's word, he grew up with the man, mm-hmm. and um, and to be clear, he rejected him at yeah. first. Yeah. He rejected him at first. Mm-hmm. He was among both the, of them. Yep. Yep. And so, uh, James, the family, and, and, and they, they thought Jesus was crazy for a minute. When you're living in faith, you're going to be thought people don't think you're crazy for a minute. That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. Cause obedience is key. And with this, um, James is clear. He says that faith without works is dead. Let's be clear here. You can say you have faith all you want. The demons have this type of faith that is a superficial, um, non-action faith. Mm-hmm. You, 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 yeah, you, okay. You actually believe God exists and you actually believe in things about God that are correct. Cool. The demons do too. Welcome to mm-hmm. the club, right? That is not the past. The past is obedience. The test of your faith. If, if you actually believe God is, do you follow God? Do you, have you committed yourself to God? And mm-hmm. it says, right. What, what was the, one of the first things that Jesus said to his intimate followers? Well, before they became his followers, he said, follow me, follow me. That was one of his uh, foremost commands in in the gospels as we have them written. And what is this following about? Well, again, the writer of Hebrews says, in the days of his flesh, flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death and was heard because of his reverence. Although he was a son, right? He's the son of God. He has, he, he, he's, he's seated at the right hand of the father right now. He came from heaven. He has position, authority, leadership, everything. Although he, ha- he was the son, right? I'm going to kind of join in with the writer of Philippians here, uh, uh, Paul, who says he, he, he humbled himself. He mm-hmm. humbled himself. Though he was in the form of God, he humbled himself. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered. His suffering proved his obedience. Now, this is a tough, this is a tough conversation right here, but the reality is anyone who desires to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. The scriptures are clear on that. You will suffer suffering if you're going to follow Jesus. And the suffering, though, if you have the spirit of Christ in you, you see you actually rejoice in the suffering. Because you know the suffering is producing something in you. Do you not think that Abraham went through suffering, leaving his, uh, like mm-hmm. Darrell was saying, everything? He left inheritance. He mm-hmm. left cultural lineage, all types of things. That was your protection. There was no welfare programs back then. There was no uh, um, all these different safety nets we have in American society. They didn't have that. Your best safety net was your family. And God saying, hey, Abraham, uh, yeah, you're going to leave all that behind and, and you're just going to go and, and you're going to go to this place that you don't even know what it looks like. Mm. That, how, you know how much faith that takes? Mm. And that faith was obedient and that he went. He went. Go to the land that I will show you. God's got something to show to us, but we can't see it if we don't go. Oh, my God. Mm. God's got something to show to us, but we can't see it if we don't go. <sighs> Come on. That's big. Hey, what you got? I'm just, I was thinking, and um, 
you know, as the Lord is speaking to Abraham, you know, whoever's listening right now, I want you to think about those times that God may have been speaking to you. And God comes to Abraham and what we see here, it's a, it's a covenant. This is a, this is an agreement between God and Abraham. He says, get out of your country, leave your family, leave your father's house. Then I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. I will bless those who bless you, et cetera, et cetera. And I was just thinking like, I'm trying to picture this, how we can make this relative to today. And just thinking about when I went off to college and the recruiting experience and having different scouts trying to bring you onto their university. And when you sign up to go to a university, play whatever sport you may play, you have to sign a binding agreement before you walk on that campus. And you have to, you're basically representing that university. Mm. So with that comes responsibility. With that, you have to be obedient to a certain degree, right? Those who play football or any other sport, you got to wake up, you got to practice, you got to work out, you got to watch film, and you also have to carry a certain GPA, et cetera, et cetera. There's obedience that comes with it. But in return, they're going to pay for your meals. They're going to give you clothing. They're going to give you housing. They're going to pay for your tuition. And those things work together, right? I could say to university, I believe it'd be good for my future. I believe I could get a degree. I believe that we could win some football games, but I still had to go in order to receive that, right? So when I'm looking at this covenant between God and Abraham, the covenant was there before the obedience, but in order to receive the blessings, obedience had to happen, right? Abraham heard from God. He was hearing from God. So he had faith that God was real. At at this point, he had to have some sort of faith. This isn't something that was self-generated. If you hear God's voice, you're going to believe you heard something, right? We all have a measure of faith that God blesses us with. That's the ingredients, faith. But obedience is our addition to what has been given to us, to the equation. We, our addition to our faith is our obedience. And the results of those two things working together are God's blessings. So check, he asked him to leave his country. He asked him to leave his family. And he asked him to leave his father's house. These aren't bad things. These are things that we treasure. These are things that we value heavily. When we talk about leadership, when we talk about being disciples for God, disciples of Christ, we talk about being leaders in our community, following God, what are you leaving behind? Abraham had to leave everything he treasured behind to receive his blessings from God. So sometimes we think, oh, I just need to leave behind some bad habits. No, no, you need to leave everything you treasure behind. I'm going to give you something greater. Yeah, I would, and you reminded me of the verse uh, where Jesus is speaking to his disciples, and he says, "You can't even consider yourself a disciple." And 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 
and he gives the reasons why of this is the reason why you, if, if you're going to be a disciple, this is the commitments. This is the criteria. He said, if anyone would come after me, you want to really follow me? And, and let me be clear here. I believe that this is actually biblical faith. This is actually saving faith, right? When he, Jesus defines what following him looks like. And he says, mm-hmm. if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself. Yeah. Pick up his cross and follow me. Mm. One, two, three, deny yourself. Why? Because you were never created for yourself. You were created for God's image. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we mm-hmm. talked about last mm-hmm. week. We were created for God's image, not for ourselves. He died so that we might no longer live for ourselves, but live for him who died and was risen for us, for mm-hmm. our sake. Right. And so deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me. You think Jesus just died on that cross for you to look at him? No, he died on that cross for you to get up there. he said pick up your cross why would he say pick up your cross unless you're carrying it for what purpose to die paul says i am crucified to this world and this world is crucified to me the old ways that used to be i am dead to i am dead to that and people gonna you know what's the funny thing people who thought they knew you the best they will try to call you out and put you right off of that cross and say, no, no, I know who the real you is. I, I know the old Austin. I know the old Daryl. That You're still the same. You ain't nothing changed. But listen, if Christ is in you, the Bible says that you are a new creation. You are a new creation. The old has passed away. That's what baptism is about. It's not a simple formality and, 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 and a ritual. No, spiritually, it's an actual resurrection of Christ in you through a participation in his death, right? There Mm -hmm. is no resurrection apart from death. You have to go through a death. You have to die. That's why Jesus said, "Who right after he made the qualifications for what disciple, being a disciple really is, right? After he made those qualifications, deny yourself, pick up your cross, follow me. You're never going to follow him without the cross. You're following him. And then he says, because whoever would save his life, you want to save your life, right? You, you've got, you've got a great offers in front of you. You, you've got different um, things that you hold dear to your heart that are, you keep saying that's you and this is me. And, and you haven't really put it before God. You have not asked God about any of this stuff mm-hmm. or you've asked him to just put a check mark on it because you're not willing to change your mind. You just want him to change his mind. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Think about it. I'm getting serious. Ooh, we don't like it. <laughs> I don't care. So he said, whoever would save his life, you're going to lose it. That's the reality. That's the reality of a walk with God. You want to save your life, you're going to lose it. But whoever loses his life for my name's sake will find it. Whoever loses his life for my name's sake will find it. And so this is exactly, Abraham is called the father of our faith for many reasons. One of which is because his walk in obedience through faith led him to, to be an exemplar uh, student of God. That's why he's called a friend of God, mm. because of his fellowship, his intimacy with God that comes through the fear of the Lord. Psalm 25 says the secret counsel, the friendship of the Lord is to those who fear him. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Fools despise wisdom. What is the fear of the Lord? The fear of the Lord is hatred of evil, pride, arrogance, and the way of evil I hate, says the Lord. And so it's when you fear God, you actually live in obedience to God because you fear God's God's holiness. 
You know he is good. He is perfect. He is just. He is true. And me and my sins, I am not. And I, me, I'm like a wax before the sun before God. In my sins, in my, my own life that I haven't denied. I'm a candle before the sun. What do you think is going to happen if you're not transformed, if you're not resurrected, if you don't deny yourself? Pick up your cross and follow him. And Abraham did it. He, he left a lot. He left the credit card behind. <laughs> he, he left the uh, retirement package behind. Yeah. He, he left the benefits and the pension behind. Mm-hmm. Right. And here's the thing. Sometimes, let's be clear. Sometimes those pensions, benefits, all those package, that package deal might be retired on the other side of that promised land. Mm-hmm. Let me let me say it another way. It's always promised in the promised land, but the mm-hmm. promised land might not be on this side of heaven. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Your life might be taken away. You might be a martyr for the faith. There's many people who they didn't receive their reward on this side of heaven. And same with the wicked, right? How many people who are wicked got away with much evil, who are getting away with much evil? There's no justice. There's no repayment. There's no this. And hello, God's eternal. He's looking at all this stuff and he's rewarding for, for all things done through humanity. He's going to reward to the wicked their works. He's going to reward to the righteous their works. Come on. Amen. And this is our call to walk in that obedience, to be willing to leave. What, what things is God calling you to leave behind? Have you asked? Mm-hmm. Have you really sat alone with God in prayer? And, and, and well, man, I don't want to get too deep, but Abraham, there's a sacrifice mm-hmm. that he did. And in, um, in, uh, I think it's, uh, yeah, right there in uh, chapter 15. Let's just, we can go to it. Let's go. Chapter 15, it says that um, God spoke to Abraham in a vision, right? And in the midst of this, this, before I lose the point, let me just get right to it. Abraham offers a sacrifice to God, right? And it says that, like, so a sacrifice, literally like uh, animals, sacrifice to God. And in verse 11, it says, when the birds of prey came down on the carcasses, that is the animal carcasses that Abraham was sacrificing. Abram drove them away. There are sacrifices that we are called to make to God. And when we make those sacrifices, we got to drive the animals away. We got to drive the birds of prey away. What's that? When's the last time you've gotten to prayer and you've driven away hunger and you say, I, I don't need another donut. I need to sit down in prayer. Mm-hmm. You say, I, I don't need it. You clear away the birds of thoughts that are trying to distract you from the Lord and say, no, I need to seek you, God. I need your presence. I need to know your word because I can't go on my own word anymore. But when he, when he, we, we need to become dissatisfied with our own word, with our own energy, with our own power, because it's not enough. It's not enough. It never will be. It never can be. And this is what Abraham's life journey proves, right? And so in, in many ways, and in all ways, you will be rewarded for faithfulness. God is not unjust as to overlook our works, the writer of Hebrews again says. He's not unjust as to overlook our works. And he will reward anybody who seeks him. That's what his promise is. And so whether this side of heaven or not, you are going to be rewarded. And you will see God's faithfulness in your life. Um, and um, real quick, um, I saw a testimony today. I didn't watch. I watched parts of it, but um, I think her name is China McLean. Um, she's an actress on the show called Black Lightning. 
on a, it's a popular TV show. And she was pretty much sharing her testimony. And I guess they're canceling the show. And she was saying that, you know, um, I know you guys are hearing the news, but this was going to be my last season already. And I guess they decided to pull the entire show because she was a huge part of the show. And she basically was saying that she, God spoke to her. So she was Mm -hmm. done. You know, she's only about God's work now. She's leaving the show behind. She's leaving anything that wasn't a part of God's work, a part of God's mission for her life. She didn't want to be a part of it anymore. Mm -hmm. And um, I saw someone comment. It says, when God speaks, you better listen. And this is an example out of Abraham's playbook. You know, he heard from God. God spoke to him told him to leave his country, leave your family, leave your family's household. And he listened to him. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if one of y'all want to share um, anytime you've experienced hearing from God in any way, shape or form, and you listen to him and what resulted in that. And, uh, and I, I, real quick, and if uh, you guys don't mind me jumping back to this Genesis 12 real quick, because I just didn't want to let this point slip. And then I definitely wanted to um, go ahead and answer that question um, that you just threw out there, uh, Meg. And um, and so I don't know about you guys, but I mean, the Bible's juicy. You know what I'm saying? And if you, we really dig into the text. I mean, there, there, there's so much there. Right. And we can definitely look at Abram, later known as Abraham. Right. Um, as the father of, you know, of, of faith. Right. But let's let, let's let's talk about it. Right. Because sometimes. Right. We're not always fully obedient to what God is telling us. Right. So how many times. Right. May you could you hear, you know, um, the, you know, the voice of God giving you a command. Right. And so you hear his commands but you don't know what is on the other side of, of, the, of that fence, right? You don't know what is on the other side of leaving your, your homeland, right? And so I think it's very, it's, it's sometimes very easy for us, right, to, to, to get a word and then sometimes just run with it. And, uh, and Meg, you had sent me that, that TikTok today that, you know, that, that made me laugh. Um, it was, you know, and uh, it, was a, it was a guy and, you know, it was like, you know, it, you know God, I just quit my job. Uh, you know, what's next? You know what I'm saying? And God was, and God was like, I ain't telling you to do that. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, it's very important that we listen fully, right? To what God is, what God is saying for us, right mm-hmm. now, God is telling you, is saying that He is going to, is going to bless you, right? Then you don't have to go out and make your own blessing, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and we kind of scroll down a little bit. Um, we, we stay in Genesis. We kind of just scroll down, um, down to verse ten, right? It says, you know, this is Abraham actually, or Abram entering Egypt. Um, and it's a little, so I'm just going to read it real quick. And now it says, now there was a famine in the land, and Abram went down to Egypt to dwell there. For the famine was severe in the land. And it came to pass when he was close to entering Egypt, he said to Sarah, his wife, indeed, I know that you are beautiful, that you are beautiful. Therefore, it will happen when the Egyptians see you that they will say, this is his wife and they will kill me, but they will let you live. Mm. Please say you are my sister, that it may be well with me for your sake. And that I may live because of you. So it was when Abram came into Egypt that the Egyptians saw the woman and she was very beautiful. The princes of Pharaoh also said, 
said her and commanded her to Pharaoh and the women and the women was taken to Pharaoh's house. He treated Abram well for her sake. He had sheep, oxen, male donkeys, male and female servants, female donkeys and camels. But the Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarah, Abram's wife. And Pharaoh called Abram and said, what is this you have done to me? Why did you not tell me that she was your wife? Why did you say she was my sister? I might have taken her as my I might have taken her as my my wife now. And uh, and let me just finish it off. And it says, now, therefore, here is your wife. Take her and go your way. So Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him and they sent him away with his wife and all that he had. And so when I look at this right here, let's be real. Abram knew he was wrong for doing what he did, right? But he knew that the only way him and Sarah would be accepted in this land is if they told a little black, told a little fib, right? And a lot of us, you know, sometimes tell a little fib when it benefits us, right? Mm. Um, and Abram, he received, he received things because of this lie, right? And so when I look at this, this was Abram trying to almost make his own blessing. Right. Mm. And so, yes, he was obedient. Right. He left his land. Right. But it's important that we listen to instruction. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, um, oh, you know, it, it, it's important that we wait on the next command. Right. Mm. You know, uh, and, and, and I think sometimes that gets lost in the process. Right. And so, again, you know, I mean, it's very important that we, you know, that we continue to pray and we listen to what God has for each of us because he has something special for each and every single one of us, though it may be different, but he has something for us, right? Anyone listening, you are special. You were created for a reason, right? God has a purpose for you before you were even born, right? But it's important to make sure that we continue to be obedient and listen, right? There's nothing wrong with waiting, right? And um, Austin or B, just hop in because I think it's so important real quick about, um, I, th I think it was Austin or one of you guys told me about um, when we when we look at waiting, right? Like what that what that actually means waiting on the Lord, right? Waiting, like how, what, what like the power that goes into that. And real quick, if it's only supposed to hop in uh, on that because I think that's such a, a powerful point that, you know, again, sometimes we just, we can we can some we can somehow miss uh, miss out on a blessing because we're not fully being obedient, right? You know, similar to the TikTok that Austin sent me today, right? Um, we you can hear you know um, you know the Lord saying, "I have something next for you," right? You know, this may not be your only place of ministry. I may have more for you, right? Mm -hmm. But if He doesn't give you the next command, it's not necessarily sometimes for you to tell him what that next command is, right? And I think sometimes that that gets lost, um, you know, and, and, and people begin to, you know, sometimes question, right? Um, or second guess his power, his command, because something didn't go the way that we thought it was supposed to go. And so I definitely just wanted to to harp on that point because again, there may be somebody listening on the other side of this, uh, on the other side of this computer screen, telephone, whatever you may be listening on, right? Where you know that you may have heard something from, you may you might have heard something from God, but you don't know what's next. So you may be trying to force your own way. And that right there, um, 
can lead can, can lead to problems. And if we scroll back up to the beginning, it says it, it says what? I, it says in verse three, I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you. And, and all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So again, it's important that we are fully committed to it, fully committed to being obedient, right? And sometimes that means waiting. You know what I'm saying? Waiting on that next step, right? You might be, uh, you might be in a in a place right now that you may not want to be, but there may be a reason why you're there right now. He he may have more for you next, but it's about being obedient and faithful to what you may have, right? And so, you know, I definitely just wanted to uh, to, to just hop on that point right there, and I'm gonna open it back up to the guys. And I definitely think throughout Abraham's story, and we, we see God being glorified and we see man in their faultiness, right? Because even after he heard from God and began living a life that was obedient to God, he still took things into his own hands. Mm-hmm. And it's like the moment we do that, we find ourselves in trouble, mm-hmm. right? Even though we're on the right path, when things get tough, this is the famine, you know, mm-hmm. God, you say he's going to give me a land, you know, all these was this blessing that it started to look a little dark out here, getting dark out. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm gonna slide to Egypt real quick. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you veer off on God's path, trouble comes. He's mm-hmm. plotting. And how many times we do that? We want to finesse like, okay, this is going to happen. So, hey, say this, say that, this little white lie right here, boom, boom, boom. And what happens is the Lord ends up bailing him out because he's rich in mercy rich in grace and rich in mercy. And what happens to Pharaoh's house is that his, the Lord plagues his house. And as Christians today, we have to understand when we veer off and we start acting outside of God's will, we can bring plagues unto other people's houses through our disobedience, right? us acting carelessly, not considering how God has planned for us. And we might find ourselves in some dark situations that we should never have been in. And God may have to act on our behalf. And that's not something to take lightly. These are lives. There could have been some people, right? Had nothing to do with the situation, but now there's more confusion, chaos, and suffering through our disobedience. Yeah, that goes hand in hand with the uh, the psalmist in Psalm 31 who says, wait on the Lord and be of good courage mm-hmm. and he will strengthen your heart, right? So there's an added blessing when you wait and you're patient and you're obedient in the waiting. In the waiting, a lot of times we get frustrated and we go off on our own way because, oh, God's not answering my prayer. Oh, God's not speaking. Oh, God's not this, God's not that. And it's like, we start pointing the finger at God and not realizing, wait a second, he's already called me to settle into something or to deal with something that I haven't dealt with. And I'm asking for more than I can handle. Hmm. Right. And so Abraham's called to a land, to a promised land and right, right there, but 10, not even 10 verses later, after he's called to this promise, um, there's a famine in the land of the promise. Hmm. How often is that the case when God brings a, who do you think's in charge of the famine? God. 
God brings a famine in the very thing you were called to. Like, hold up, God, I thought this was what you called me to. I, hold up, God, this was the job that I was promised. Hold up, God, this was the resources I was promised. This was the relationship I thought you gave into me. All this stuff. And it dries up. Wow. And what's happening? Wow. Right? I learned through this. A delay doesn't always mean a denial. Hmm. And check this out, bro. doesn't always mean denial. Go ahead. And the famine could have been driving others out. Mm. You mm. might have been preparing that place for you. So sometimes mm. God will bring you to a place where he's giving you authority and dominion and he's bringing struggle. He's bringing chaos. He's bringing all these things mm. around yep. to those who are not waiting on the Lord. Those who don't have their trust in the Lord can flee. And you'll be still there remaining. and It'll be yours. Right. So as you said, who brought the famine? Who's mm-hmm. the author of the famine? Mm. Who allowed the family? I don't say the author, but who allowed it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so, you know, for, for me, that's interesting in my life. Cause it's like, there's so many times where I get impatient in, in my situation and I start questioning, God, have, you know what? I must've not been obedient. I must, I must've been messing up somewhere. I must've been slipping. I must've been this. And sometimes that is the truth. Sometimes you in a land of famine cause you, you've been disobedient. And you, you're in the consequence, right? But oftentimes, not oftentimes, at all times when we're walking in obedience, all these things are producing good, working out for good. And let, let me be clear here. Let me, I want to back up because I want to point to God's grace. Uh, you know, Austin, I think you pointed out a key point, which is God's rich in mercy and kindness and goodness. And let's start, for starters, Abram was 75 years old when he, obeyed the call. And <laughs> up until that point, as far as we understand, he was a pagan. J- Joshua uh, chapter 24 talks about how they served him and his fathers. They served other gods in the land that mm-hmm. they were in. They served other pagan gods. And um, historical records show that there was like a moon god in the Mesopotamian area, area where um, Abraham was from. And when he moved to Haran, there was this same moon deity. And mind you that culturally speaking, um, gods were um, typically tribal gods, meaning per city, per town, people had their own gods, right? And uh, maybe you go to a bigger city and there was a pantheon of gods, meaning many gods inclusive of all these little towns and cities all over the place, right? Um, in many ways, this is actually still how India operates um, and how their um, form of what we would call as Christians idolatry, um, where you're worshiping all these different gods um, in all these different towns and cities and locations for their benefits. It's all about what those gods can do for you and how um, your, your um, sacrifices, your whatever, are gaining privileges with those gods. And God, throughout time and time again, shows that what gains you access and privilege to him is his grace. It's his kindness. It's his favor because we can't earn it. We're not deserving of it. We're unworthy. Mm-hmm. And yet he loves us. He blesses us. He calls us. And if you look at Acts chapter 7, the first Christian martyr on record, Stephen, when he's giving his great oration of of the patriarch's history, he speaks of Abraham and he says that he had the call of God in Mesopotamia. If we're not going to 
dig too deep because the for time's sake. But if you do your own study and research, you'll see that. Wait a second. In chapter twelve, it does it says that he didn't leave until he was in Haran. Haran was hundreds of miles from Mesopotamia. What does this tell you? The long and short of it is Abraham had two callings, and there might have been a time gap of years between those two callings. How often is it? Here's the point. How often is it? The point for us. How often is it that? God has to remind us of the same exact call he's given us. And how often is it that he does in order to encourage us? And as a scriptural witness, right? Not only is it Abraham, but Gideon asks for confirmation when he's uh, wondering if he's supposed to go into battle and if God's going to bless him to go into battle. Uh, David inquires twice about some of the same battles that God's blessed him on. He makes sure, double checks. He wants to make sure the Israelites inquire three times in the book of Judges um, when they're battling their own brothers, Benjamin, the tribe of Benjamin, before finally winning um, in that battle. And then last but not least, Manoah, Samson's dad, asked the Lord to come again for clarification. He said, wait, wait, because because the Lord came to his wife and he said, hold up, the Lord's got to come to me too. I got to make sure it's all cleared away. He didn't have enough faith to just believe his wife, mm-hmm. right? And so, again, I want, some, I, want, I want to encourage some people here who you've heard God's voice before and you've forgotten it. You had a call on your life and you've forgotten it. God wants to remind you again. He has called you and chosen you. He has not forgotten about you. We might forget the call, but he doesn't forget it. We might not even forget it. We just put it on the back burner. Hold on, God. Because, you know, there, there's a deeper study where you can get into some of the reasonings of why Abraham might have delayed. And he was in Haran when he delayed and his father was with him there. And his, that was the town, city named after his brother and the connections there. His brother died. Basically, like family trauma left him in a certain place. Oh, my Jesus. I just wow. opened up something. Mm. How many of us, some type of trauma in our life left us just like, Lord, I know you call me to some stuff. I can't deal with it right now. I can't do it right now. Look, God's knocking on that door to wake you up and say there is more and there is a great name waiting for you. Oh, my God. Check this out. Check this out. Last but not least, and then I think we should get to Austin's question because I think that was a good question. Um, in the Tower of Babel incident in, in, in uh, Genesis chapter 11, it says that they were seeking to make a name for themselves. Right. It says that they were building a tower as high as the heavens. And um, then this is actually the why we the reason why we have different languages in the world, because God himself confused their language. God will throw in confusion at times to stop us from sinning, to stop us in the midst of our tracks. And they were seeking to make a name for themselves. And yet check out what God does in Genesis chapter 12. It says in verse two to Abraham. And I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great. Mm -hmm. When you listen to God, you don't got to try to make your own name great. Mm -hmm. You got to try and make a name for yourself. God's going to give you a name. Mm -hmm. And and let me be clear here, to rid you of selfish ambitions that are not from the Lord. Your name is one and the same with the Lord. You're called by his name. Mm -hmm. Amen. He says, you're going to be called my people and I'm going to be your God, right? So it's not about, a, a, you know, a me self-centered kingdom. 
right? And, and what is the Lord's prayer? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. Yes, Lord. In order for God's kingdom to come, our kingdom's got to go. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and hashtag that. In order for you, God's kingdom to come, your kingdom's got to go. Yeah. Got to deny yourself. Pick up your cross and follow Jesus. What things are you just choosing to keep on living and they got to get crucified? Now, nah, get rid of that anger in your life and that pride and that stubbornness that you have towards that significant other in, in, in life or, or maybe towards a parent figure or maybe towards a child figure. Right. All this different stuff we, we are dealing with in our hearts, let alone um, the things we might actually be part of, you, you know, the, the, the different um, sins that we can be living in that are doing a disservice not only to others, but to ourselves. And we just keep saying, nah, it's all right, it's all right. It's all. And we keep making compromises. <laughs> if you keep compromising, you're going to be conquered. That's the name of the game. But to those who refuse to compromise and surrender unto the Lord, you will be a conqueror. And you will be more than overcomers through Jesus Christ. He has the victory. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So um, I might be rephrasing the question, but um, Daryl, if you could just think back on your life and where the Lord has brought you, um, when do you recall hearing from God and then obeying God? And where has that brought you to where you're at now? Uh, amen. Um, and it's, uh, it's interesting because um, as I reflect and I think about that question um, and it's, you know, um, it's now we're, we're a week away from Thanksgiving. Um, I don't know, you know when who when you might guys be saying this. So it's almost for me going on a year um, that I really I, I gave my life to Christ. And I could just think about this time last year, you know, and all the things that I was dealing with. Right. Um, Daryl was trying. Daryl. Daryl was not getting rid of his kingdom. Right. Um, you know, I, I believed in God, but I believe that my way and God's way can work together. And, um, and, and time and time again, things begin to just fail every time. Right. And, um, and I just didn't understand, right. My, my focus, um, although God was in my life, I put him to the back burner, kind of something similar would be just said. And, um, I remember, um, and, and, and quickly, you know, I used to have a gambling problem. Um, and not just, you know, um, grabbing a couple scratch offs, going to the casino every now and then. Like they knew me on a first name basis in the casino. Um, you know, I've, I've lost more money um, than some people may make um, in a year. Um, Pharaoh, and I wasn't. Pharaoh even... knew you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. He knew you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I, absolutely. Um, and I mean, I, I truly had um, an addiction to gambling, to sex. I used to sell, you know, drugs, um, no, no hard drugs, but nonetheless, you know, um, just, do, just, just doing things I had no business doing. Right. And the main reason why I was doing all of this was because of money. Right. Um, I wanted to make money. I wanted to make a name for myself. I wanted people to, to know who Slim was. And um, and time after time after time after again, um, things just were not going the way um, I I needed them to go. And um, I remember, you know, one day I just came home 
And, um, you know, me and my ex at the time were in the process of getting ready to buy our first home. And, um, and you know, I will say that story for another day. But, you know, the uh, Lord revealed and, and, and tore that down because that was not part of his plan for me. And um, I remember I had um, I came home from the casino and I just lost a bunch of money um, and I was didn't know what I was going to do. Like I lost a lot of money. And um, so if got, if someone is someone listening to this right now. If, you, if you're struggling financially, um, imagine losing money you don't have. So, you know, not only are you broke, you got you lost money that you that's not even yours. Um, so, yeah, I was I was that type broke, broke. Um, hashtag that. But um, and so, you know, I remember I came home and I didn't know what to do. And if I'm, you know, being honest, open and transparent, um, it was really the first time where I just thought I'd rather not even be here. Right. This pain is more um, than I can endure. Um, and I just remembered um, I was in my room and um unfortunately, right, like many, like many people, right? Um, sometimes we look at prayer as a last resort rather than a first resort. We say to ourselves, Well, I've exhausted everything I could do. I'm just gonna keep it in prayer, as if as if prayer is something that we should be going to when we when we can't figure it out, right? Yeah, when yeah. prayer should be the first resort, you know what I'm saying? Um, and so I remember, um, I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't even know how to pray. I've never prayed. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even, I don't know. Like, right. Um, if, you know, God, I, I know you're real, but like, boy, I'm struggling here. You feel me? Like, I don't know what to do. Right. And so I went into my bathroom um, and I, I got on my knees, right? You know, it says that, you know, Abraham fell on his face, right? How many times we, we can't even sometimes get on our knees um, to pray, right? Oh, you know, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's crazy. And so um, the lights were off and I, I, I got on my knees and um, the way I'm speaking to, you know, um, whoever may be listening, the way I'm speaking to my brothers, Austin and Brand, um, is, is just how I spoke to him. And, um, you know, I kept it, as you know, some people may say a hundred. Um, I kept it a hundred with him, right? Um, God, <laughs> I have no idea what to do. I am completely lost, right? And I begin to 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 cry and I begin to just just ask him, please, I need help. Show me something because I'm ready to call it quits here. I can't take this anymore. Right. And so as I'm, I'm having, I'm, I'm having this conversation, right. And I'm, you know, I didn't even realize that I was actually submitting. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's funny because it, it says, you know, it tells us, you know, um, the humble will be exalted and, you know, those that are exalted will be humbled. <laughs> and so um, I had to be humbled. And that's what happened in that moment. I was humbled. And, um, you know, and it was the first time. And guys, um, you know, if, if I can just be a witness and just tell you, there is nothing like hearing the voice of God. I mean, it's 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 as real as how you guys are hearing me. It, it's that real, right? And I, I do I don't want to understate that because it is a real thing. And um, and it was the first time I heard, and it was a very subtle and soft voice. And, um, and so I'm like, God, what do I do? Like, you know what I'm saying? You know, my bank account, you know, my issues, you know, what's going on with me. Like, please help me, please. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what to do. 
And in that moment, and it was the first time I'm, I'm now 28 years old. I was 27 at the time. Um, and I heard the words, be patient. Mm. And it was soft voice just like that. And uh, if I'm gonna be, if I could be honest with you guys, whoa, wait a minute, y'all, you know I'm saying, like, wow. hold up, like, I'm the only one in this bathroom. Um, and uh, and that right there um, is where my life changed. And um, <laughs> and I, you know, I just remember making, you know, a call to my to my best friend after that. And uh, again, it says that the angels rejoice when just one um, comes to comes to the Lord. And um, in that moment, I rejoiced with my brother. And I was just, you know, again, it was a life changing moment. Um, and so I, I just wanted to a quick point, right? So although in that moment, right, hearing the words "be patient," right, being patient. <laughs> wasn't going to put more money in my bank account at that mm. moment, right? Talk about it. Talk about it. Being patient wasn't going to just fix the fact that I just lost something that didn't even belong to me, right? But to know in that moment, right, that the Lord knew who I was. Yeah, bro. He, he spoke to me, right? He was waiting. He's been waiting. That's 27 years. I'm over here like, God, where you been? He's like, where you been? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? And in that moment, seriously, um, you know, and, and, and anyone who may be just going through something, um, it's just important, seriously, to humble yourself, right? Because, you know, pride is the downfall. Pride is a block is a blessing blocker. Right. And, um, and and women can be prideful, too. But I know some us men, we are, you know, because the culture kind of tells us that we what that we the world tells us that we need to be prideful. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm a man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I need to be you know, I need to stand strong on on the word of the world. You know what I'm saying? Rather than standing firm on the word of God. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. so, you know. Like I seriously, like I I I truly, you know, I, I'm just thankful and I, I I'm I'm beyond blessed, right? And you know, just because you know I heard that voice, um, you know, the issues that I was dealing with, they didn't just go away, right? You know what I'm saying? But the Lord was with me, right? And as I began to seek him, right? Because, uh, Brian, I remember this question you asked one day, um, you know, how do we grow closer to the Lord, right? We seek him with our heart, you know what I'm saying? And as I begin to seek him, you know, day in and day out, again, it can't just be, and this is also, I think, the problem with so many of us is that when we fall on bad, bad issues in our life, that is when we try to call on God, you know what I'm saying? And I was guilty of that, right? I mean, I was, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I didn't know where else to turn, right? You know what I'm saying? And, you know, and so I had to call on the, the only name that, that could help me, right? And like I said, in that moment, you know, I heard his voice and he gave me, he, he gave me a command. Um, however, I didn't even know what patience was, right? And so I'm over here like, uh, okay, um, be patient. Okay. Um, okay. I hear you. I hear you. I heard that. Okay. Um, do I, do I, am I patient to the end of the night, God? And I'm going to wake up with some bread in my head. Like, come on. Can we keep, can we keep it a, can I keep it a beat right, right now? Right, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, at the end of the week, is a check coming with my name? You feel me? Like, what does that mean? You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, like the one thing I learned, right, is that God doesn't give you patience. 
You know what I'm saying? He puts you through situations where you have nothing but to be patient. <laughs> and so in, even in the midst of my situation, right, the Lord was still in control. Although what looked like too many, I was down in the dumps. <laughs> they didn't even know that I was blessed. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, we're called to what? We're, we're called to rejoice in the suffering, right? Yes, sir. You know what I mean? We're, you know, even, you know, listen, if, if you ain't, if you ain't praising him, then we need to be, you know what I'm saying? Then we need to be, we need to be rejoicing and, 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 and praying, you know what I'm saying? And so that's what I did. And, you know, I mean, I thank God, uh, you know, from that day, he, I mean, he saved my life. Um, and you know, all glory goes to him. Yeah. And, uh, and like I said, that I think the biggest thing for me was just humbling myself. And, you know, what Paul tells us, Paul tells us that we have to, we have to die daily, right? We can't be humble today and then prideful tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's something that we have to do day in and day out. And so, you know, that's just my story, um, on just hearing, on hearing that voice and then just putting it into action, right? Just being patient. You know what I'm saying? Just seeking him, growing closer to him and trusting him. Although I can't fix this situation, I know there's a reason that I'm in it and I thank God for it. <laughs> and so uh, that's, you know, that's just my story. Um, and every time it just, when I really think about it, as I come on, as I come on, you know, kind of to my one year mark, um, praise God, because, um, you know, I'm not where I need to be. <laughs> but I'm not where I used to be. And um, and just and just one last thing, you know, um, when we kind of look at, you know, the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, um, Lot's wife, right? It says, you know, they were told not to look back, right? Mm. And what did she do? <laughs> she looked back and she became a pile of salt. Yeah. And it's, you know, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great point because how many of us, right, are looking back into old situations, right? And anytime you look back, you're going to be salty. <laughs> so <I'm just> saying, <laughs> keep, keep, keep your eyes, keep your eyes, yeah. forward, keep your eyes fixated on Jesus, right? He yes, says, sir. like Brandon said, follow me. You know what I mean? And so, I mean, I mean, seriously, just, that's just, awesome. just praise God. Praise God. Yes. Man. Um, so that's just, that's just my story. I'm sorry I just took up so much time there, guys. I just, oh, again, every time man. I just think about it, you know, we needed to hear oh. that. That was, that was deep, bro. Even Ooh. Jesus said, uh, what did he say? Remember Lot's wife. Hmm. He talked about part of our faith in order to be faithful. We need to remember the things of faith, faithlessness, situations of faithlessness. Hmm. And, you know, it's funny. There's just these stories all throughout the scripture. And this is why I love saturating myself in the knowledge of God, the word of God, it's eternal because there's so many nuggets that are hidden where on the surface level, you read the story of Saddam and Gomorrah and see about Lot's wife. And she turned back and turned into a salt pillar. You just like, Oh, dang. Like, you know, you don't understand why. And you just kind of keep it moving, but the scripture commentates on itself and the spirit will speak to you as you saturate yourself in the scriptures. And so Jesus uh, brings a commentary into uh, this situation and speaks of the fact exactly what um, Daryl's talking about. Why are we looking back? Are we looking back? You know what the real problem is? So many people are looking back because they haven't really seen the glory ahead of them. Mm. They haven't really seen the goodness of God, Mm. you know, and um, it, it, what's sad is I, I love Daryl's story 
in many ways, it's my story. Um, and his faith had a, it's a body that had an engine without the engine. It's useless. The engine was the work, the work in many ways, the work that God calls us to is a non is a, is the opposite of what this world would think of as productivity. Oh wait, God, you're going to tell me, so I'm not going to do anything in this situation. Right. You're just going to sit still and watch me do it. Right. You know how much trust that takes in certain situations just to allow God to handle it. Right. And so um, that, that patience, but um, what I'm getting at is what's sad is the same situation that Daryl has in so many ways that has happened time and again to people where God has, has spoken clearly, whether in their heart or audibly in their ear, in dreams, revelations, you name it. And same circumstance, and they don't listen. Mm. Why? I don't know. I'm not going to, like, I don't know the details of every single human heart and, and, and what it is, but I know that it's apart from God's grace. Apart from God's grace, we cannot do anything. Apart mm. from his favor in our lives. And, and we have been given favor. If you hear his voice today, the scripture says, you have favor. You have favor. Now is the hour of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day to draw closer to Jesus. Okay, yeah, you fell short the other time, this, that, and the third. Man, look at, read Abraham's life. This man is called the father of our faith. He's given like the stamp of approval in the New Testament. And you you read his life story though, and my man had some trouble. He had some times of doubt. He had some times of wondering, God, where are you? 25 years later and still no kid? Still hmm. no promise of the of the kid? And, and so much so that uh, I think he was 85. So he's 75 when he gets the call, 85 years old. Him and Sarah decide, you know what? It's a good plan just to have another child or to have my child with this servant woman, Hagar. And, and guess what that's turned into? You know, Ishmael and what we have today, Islamic culture, Muslim, right? All of that stems from a mistake. People don't mm -hmm. want to talk about that. Oh, that's sensitive. That's the reality of the scriptures. The scriptures point out your mistakes will cost. But at the same time, God's grace is greater. God's grace is greater because now look at, you know, we could talk about good things that God's working through the Ishmael uh, lineage of people coming to salvation day and night through God giving dreams and revelations of, you know, there's a, um, of, uh, let me say that. Okay. Sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. God giving revelations to people who have a, a, a knowledge of God, but not a true heart for God. They have something that is not there yet, right? And so look at, um, there's a book, I forget the author's name, Austin, you might know it, but um, Seeking, Bill Finding, yeah. What's his name again? Bill Koreshi. Yeah, and so he, he, yes, and so great author and, and, and speaker and um, philosopher, really. He says um, in that script, or excuse me, in that book, one of his themes is, you know, where he saw, Allah, and if you really seek Allah, you seek the one true God. Jesus said, all who have learned from the Father and who've been taught by the Father, what do they do? They come to me, mm -hmm. right? They come to me. And so I'm not going to pander the truth. I'm not going to sit here and compromise about the truth. The, the truth is Jesus rose from the dead after he was crucified. On the third day, he rose. Mm 
And he died for our sins and he rose again for our justification so that he could sit at the right hand of the father interceding for us where we confess our sins and we forsake our sins and we might stumble, but we get back up and we continue in faithfulness to God, knowing that it is his righteousness that is in us that is going to get us through the gates of heaven. No one is going to get through the gates of heaven without the blood of Jesus Christ, the sacrifice son of God. And what? Mm. And there's no other religion that offers that, that offers salvation through the work of one man, namely Jesus Christ. Every other religion out there is offering salvation through your own ego at best, mm -hmm. if not something else that, that doesn't even make sense. Right? It's through your own works, through your own righteousness. Hopefully your righteousness outweighs your evil. Do you think God is that simple? Do you think God is that unholy? God is so pure. God is so pure. It says that Jesus, oh my God, it says his garments were whiter than white. white whiter than any person could have bleached them when he was on that Mount of Transfiguration. Right? Man. Man, we opening up cans of worms. <laughs> We're about to go fishing. So, man, this is uh, I appreciate you sharing that story, Daryl. Um, but God is faithful, and and what I'm, I guess, what I'm getting at is like, I don't, I want to be careful because I like to lay down the line and lay it straight and say like, God's standards are high and holy. He's calling us to a holy calling, and at the same time, we are weak. Mm -hmm. We are weak. Jesus said the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And all of his disciples abandoned him. All of his disciples was falling asleep on that night. All of his disciples was tripping. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. We be tripping, mm -hmm. but God doesn't trip. He does not stumble and he does not sleep day or night. He's watching over us. What is that? Psalm 120 speaks or Psalm 121 speaks of God's faithfulness day and night to us day and night to us. And he's watching over us because he understands why what we're children, we're children. That's why he says, unless you're like a child, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Unless you become like children, children, they humble themselves. They, in many senses, they already are humbled by their very position, right? Like you don't have to try to humble yourself as a child. You ain't in no position of authority. You ain't in no position of power. Doesn't mean you never can be in leadership and stuff like that in, in, in a, in a, in a sense, but when you're there, your mindset is totally different. Your frame of reference is totally different. It's Christ. To him be the glory. To him be the honor. He is the head. And I am one in unity with the saints in the body of Christ. Right? And so that doesn't mean, come on, children are learning. We're becoming and we're growing. So this is what it is. We're, we're, we've, we're learned about becoming last week. We're learning about obedience this week and what it's like and the fact that in the midst of our stumbling, God's faithfulness will bring us through to greater faithfulness to him. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I guess we can wrap it up. And I just want to say, Daryl, thank you for sharing your testimony. I remember that day, like it was yesterday. I was in the grocery store and I was in there pushing my cart for like a whole hour, just going in circles, you know, just... And I probably called Brandon right afterwards. <laughs> I think we should wrap it up this week. Part one, obedience. Um, we'll have a part two, the story of Abraham, obedience. And um, anyone out there um, that just hasn't had the opportunity to give their life to Christ, um, it's easy as ABC. One, admit that you're a sinner. Believe, be, that Jesus is Lord. He died for our sins. 
and confess with your mouth that he is alive, sitting on the throne, as Brandon just said, interceding on our behalf, and confess that he was resurrected from the dead as well. And that same spirit that resurrected him will now enter into you and dwell in you as well. We'll be one with him and we'll be hidden in him. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. And, and, and real quick, Matt, if you don't mind, before B gets ready to close this out, um, and, and, and again, I think sometimes we think that we need um, we need to be in a facility, a church, or have a pastor, um, you know, second that. But um, but really, um, it's, it's just as easy as you just explained. Um, and just a quick, you know, just a quick prayer. Um, I just want to, you know, just recite in case someone um, may be, you know, taking the step today. Um, and I just want to say it's it's one of it's one of it's the best thing that's ever going to happen in your life. Um, and it's just as easy as saying, um, "Dear God, I'm sorry for my sins. I believe Jesus died on the cross for my sins. Please forgive me. I am. I ask Jesus to come into my life to be my Savior and Lord. Thank you for loving me and saving me from my sins. In Jesus' name, Amen." Uh-huh. Amen. And so I definitely, as you know, let us be the first, um, me and my brothers here, um, to just say, welcome, congrats. Um, you, you, you've now taken the first step um, and it's, it doesn't end here, right? Um, and there, there's so much more, God has so much more for you. Um, and you know, the one thing I can just say from personal experience is again, just seek him every day. Right. Spend time with him the way you spend time with your family, your friends, your 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 wife, your girlfriends, boyfriends, um, you know, how you spend time on social media um, and doing things that do not matter. Um, give that time to him and just watch him, watch what he does in your life. Um, and so, yeah, definitely just wanted to add that in there. Amen. I mean, we could close on that prayer unless uh, you want to yeah. add some sauce to it, Brandon. No, that but, was um, good. That was good. Yeah, fruitful conversation, fellas. Uh, next Absolutely. week, we talked about sanctification. You know, so those who prayed that prayer for the first time, that's salvation. You are now saved. You are now going to be able to enter and walk into heaven and rejoice with the rest of the angels. And next, week, we're going to talk about sanctification. We mentioned this briefly, but Tony Evans says his best. Salvation will get us into heaven. Sanctification mm-hmm. will allow us to experience heaven here on earth. So I'm excited to where we go next week um stay tuned everybody god bless and it's never too late to boss up